Have you started yet? Nope. Welcome to your weekly dose of Have You Started Yet or Are We Going to Start the Show? This is episode 223 of Are We Going to Start the Show? I am Charles McFall. That's Phil Keating, Kurt Booten, and Paul Klotz has the final topic of this volume. Now, this this is done in four shots. We record all in one session on Wednesday nights on twitch.tv slash GSU Media. And uh, we put the podcast out in four volumes. And so if you missed the other three, go check them out. But, Paul, what do you got, man? So I titled this topic, Don't Meet Your Heroes. In fact, don't have them. And I'm not necessarily advocating that you can't have anybody that you look up to, but what the world is on fire okay uh obviously you know the entire world's dealing with the pandemic and everything which means that a lot of stuff that would normally be happening has largely slowed down but the internet drama has not slowed down at all there is just so much crazy shit going on right now uh there is stuff going down in the comics industry in the art industry in live streamers youtubers it's everywhere it's it's kind of like there's some me too stuff going on again but then there's even other wilder weird stuff doc disrespect got banned by twitch and nobody knows why it is a crazy time well people know why (laughs) but they can't say because it's sensitive anyway sorry what i'm getting at here though is uh it has brought to light a lot of questions about some of these people that in particular like youtubers and live streamers or just artists in general that people look up to and they kind of glorify and a lot of these people are getting like a, a dose of reality right now where they're like being confronted with the idea that the person that they spend hundreds of hours watching on the internet or have read a whole bunch of comic books written by or listened to or seen at a comedy show in the case of crystalia you know, like they might not be good people and as a matter of fact they they might be really bad people and they might have been selling you a lie the entire time and so i kind of wanted to just like see what you guys thought about this some of this stuff if there's any examples for you where you really had your eyes opened on somebody that you previously thought greatly of and just uh you know let's just let's dig into this let's dig into this idea of like do we put too much on the people that do stuff that we like and do we just assume that they're good people because we like what they did? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Poor Philip. I love Dr. Horrible so much. Right. But Josh Whedon is such a piece of shit. Oh, God. You can't separate the two? I mean, I can. But it's also his words that I'm singing every time that I have a sing-along blog by myself. I mean, we always... God damn it. I mean, this show should be retitled. We've rebranded. Let's just fucking lean into it. The show should now be called Where Do Your Hypocrisies Land? Yeah. Yeah, Because we talk about this a lot, right? It's, Um, It's crazy. It is. 
because Josh Whedon is a piece of shit. But, you know, I sing along blog is, is really always in my back pocket, ready to come out whenever I've had three rogues on a live podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard because a lot of my heroes, Paul, are people that I will never meet. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are musicians. A lot of them are musicians that made music and lived during the 60s, 70s, and 80s, where things, um, all terrible things have happened during right. the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, and sometimes, yeah, it's, it sucks. Um, I looked up to John Lennon, mm-hmm. right? As somebody who constantly has an acoustic guitar near him at all times, you know, I really enjoyed John Lennon growing up, except the song Imagine. I think Imagine's hot garbage. But everything else is all right. You know, that, that album Mother is incredible. But he's a terrible person. And I know that. He's not my favorite Beatle. I mean, nothing's better than George Harrison, um, except for that one song he did. Got my asset on you. Oh, my God. Charles had that just loaded. No, it's his favorite song, and it's the only George Harrison song he knows. It might actually be um, the only one I know. I, I, I can't actually think highway. of that song. I, I can't think of highway. that song except for uh, the Weird Al parody. Uh, so I like the Dancing that, Squirrel. That saves me. But with some of these like content creators, I mean, I enjoy what they do, and and some of them I'm a fan of. Not anybody that's come out, you know, mm-hmm. recently. I'm a fan of you know uh, X Water. He he was a small town Canadian Nintendo streamer that became partnered, mm-hmm. or uh, the Grand Pooh Bear, who is another Nintendo streamer who blew up once Mario Maker came out. Mm-hmm. because he's a wizard now do i say they're my heroes no but i could definitely see how like a younger generation comes and 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 sees these these kids doing incredible things with with video games and look up to them yeah so it's difficult because you know at that same point you know daddy has you know heroes in, in the music industry that are just terrible people yeah. so it's kind of like you got to respect the art that they have created, but try not to emulate the person in real life. And that's yeah. my job as a father to pass that down. Like you can be inspired by what they've created, mm-hmm. but you also can't be blind to the fact that they are monsters in their personal life. Yeah. There's an interesting thing going on with the younger generation right now, you know, people in their teens and their twenties, who are spending way more time watching live streams in YouTube than pretty much anything else, like categorically as a, as a demographic. And it is really interesting to see the cult of personality take, take these people over a little bit. And I, I think they tend to glom onto somebody that they, you know, there's something about that person that they want to be or they aspire to or something like that. And some of the stuff is just like, it's, it's a brutal eye opening. Uh, one of the cases in particular, um, I used to follow offline TV really closely. 
Uh, offline TV has Pokimane, who is, I believe, now the the highest profile uh, female streamer, or close to. If she, I think she is. Um, she's got millions of subscribers on YouTube. She's really successful on Twitch. She is part of Offline, Lily Pichu, and these others, and they all just had to come out with stories against uh, Fedmeister, who lived with them and who was a collaborator with them and like at first people were kind of like downplaying everything and just like they didn't believe it because he the persona that he had on camera was that he was a little goofy and weird sometimes but that he was the most likable dude and that he you know he was always like just oh he was chill dude you know he was always chill dude always goofing off and stuff but like definitely not a bad dude until these people all started sharing their stories with each other and realizing that he was like gaslighting them all against each other and stuff. I mean, I'm talking like multiple houses worth of, of streamers and other people, mutual friends, like an entire friend circle, just pitting all these people against each other. And so the community, like the, the, the people who liked the organization are struggling to like adapt to this new paradigm where like one of the, pillars of what that experience was is missing now because they outed they they outed their stories about him or at least some of them and then they ousted him because he wasn't showing any remorse they tried to have a private intervention and and nothing came of it and it's just it's really weird and like you're still seeing people double down like some of there's he still has his stands that are like ride or die with him and it's like but uh, like (laughs) like there's there's all these stories from all these people that have been close to him for years and it just it really to me highlighted like how easy i think it is for young people in particular to just see something that's presented to them and think that that's the reality and they just have the the veil pulled away and see the wizard you know and sometimes that really really sucks i was having a similar thought about uh dc comics you know, there's been a bunch of allegations against various writers and editors and stuff at DC, a lot of them at this point. And we're starting to realize that DC knew about this stuff and they had policies in the offices that like, oh yeah, we can't put any women on this book because that guy will harass them. Like if we just, there could be no women assigned to this project because he's in charge of it and he will sexually harass them. Or, you know, we can't let any young interns, female interns, sit near this writer at conferences and stuff because he will harass them and hit on them and creep on them and all that kind of stuff. And it becomes operating policy. Stop giving these monsters jobs. Yeah. Well, and so for me, that shook my faith in an entire organization. I like DC. I like Marvel better, but I was like, how can you, how, how can you guys do this? How can you protect these people? And that is kind of also highlighted with the thing that's going on in the World of Warcraft community and the esports community with Method. Uh, you know, one of the founding members of Method has allegations that came out against him. And the thing that's really hit the fan and has led to the dissolution of that organization is that they come to find out the higher ups in the org knew about it and buried it. And just like, just moved forward business as usual and didn't do anything to address it which is crazy so 
I don't know. It, it, it's it's a, there's like we've talked about in the past uh, a lot about separating art from the artists, but like this this gets even deeper. It's like now we're talking about do I have to look at DC completely differently because I now know that their executive teams just harbored these repeat offenders because and i want to be clear about something here we're not talking about somebody who has an allegation we're like eddie berganza was let go because he had lots of them and it had had hit a critical mass uh there are others more recently well i mean you saw emily last week throw out literally eight names within like 15 seconds and and nicole threw out some names as well you know in that time frame it's i get that they make your company money yeah but but at the same point like there are hundreds of indie comic writers or any kind of comic writer that could fucking make that story could write that great story that gets you new blood new new avenues new fucking looks at a character that's stale but you would rather take your money off of a piece of shit just because you know it's bank it's money in your pocket instead of doing the right thing it's it's oh god i hate it and it's that's that's capitalism how the world, no, that's not just capitalism it's how the world runs i mean you I can know, look at all ancient cultures and find shitty stories like that yeah it. it's it. it's it kind of it's it's kind of staggering sometimes to just find out how much is like not just tolerated but accommodated for yeah i mean you look, you look back at sorry let me blow up the ship real quick and then kirk can talk um that uh the documentaries that come out about old politics, you know, about the history of, of even America and how things have changed or happened and what we thought was going on was not going on, but even just Hollywood. I mean, just the documentaries on the things that happened in Hollywood that people finally talked about. And I'm talking about from the early days, the thirties, the forties, the fifties. And mm-hmm. I just started watching HBO's. It's not a documentary. It's just a fictional show, but HBO's, uh, uh Perry Mason, they redid Perry Mason, uh, based off the original noir, books versus the tv show that i saw reruns as as a kid where he's a lawyer and i mean even there he starts off with it's not at least as far as i know it's not political story so it shouldn't be a spoiler but even there he starts off t- as a, a private detective taking pictures of this guy that the studio wanted to fire this the studio wanted to fire this actor um as the talkies were first coming out and so they're getting him on lewd behavior well the pictures he took was of the guy doing lewd behavior stuff with an up-and-coming actress for the same studio and he drops those pictures, all happy to pay. And he goes, well, no, my price went up. And he drops the pictures of the girl with this guy, who's the up-and-coming star. And then they reacted negatively, right? They didn't. They wanted to get rid of this guy, but they wanted her to be shining and bring in the money. So they didn't mm. care. That's the problem with society is we get distracted by what we want for now and what makes us happy for now. And we don't actually care until there's something that throws us off we would all be called monsters by somebody in life without a doubt we'd be called monsters especially us and uh and we're, and we're not on the monsters same. every night yeah and i was like <laughs> i'm like oh, you monster. exactly wait and, uh, no he literally calls me on the phone 
<laughs> but, I mean, we're, we're not fucking play. monster. Can I do? No, no, no. I call him and then I just play REM's monster on repeat. Uh, but we're not Harvey Weinstein, right? And, and that's the thing is like, there's a line that we do draw in the sand you know, in our own mental lives, our own social lives that says, oh, well, that's okay. I mean, I'll laugh at, at I'll groan laugh at some jokes. I'll laugh at other jokes that other people are like, oh my God, that's horrible. But there has to be an agreed upon, you don't do that to a human being and we've lost sight of what human being means in this world. Breaking the panel is made possible by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash breaking the panel because we do appreciate the help. Go ahead, Kurt. Okay, so... I, I've the topic meaning don't meet your heroes. We've kind of veered off a little bit. So I'll just say that, that I've got, uh, I, I actually am a big fan of separating the art from the artist. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Uh, sh- shithead. Oh, well, sh- you don't supreme. have to worry about that. Cause he got an appeal hearing now. Uh, whatever, so. I, I don't care, but, but, but no, okay, he, but, he legally might not be a shithead anymore. Kurt. No, but, shithead supreme i you know and i and i i can i can completely be cool with that uh he's he's a dick um he had some damn funny shit that he did on stage Mm -hmm. and was one of the best ever Uh, he showed me what a family should look like on the cosby show well yeah uh, okay fine if you want to go down that that didn't affect me nearly as much um maybe because of my age or whatever but um but his comedy albums were fantastic they were great and and they're still great but he's a shithead and would i would i buy a ticket to go see him now if he were able to have a show no i wouldn't um but i i there are all kinds of people who do terrible things who make great art Mm -hmm. and have been for hundreds of years uh, and well, not the same people because that's just physically impossible. But um, but there's always been shitty people making art. The question is, and I think Paul, you touched on it a little bit earlier. Why do we put so much value in these people? Mm-hmm. And I don't think we need to. I don't think we should. Uh, and but that's always been a problem. That's, yeah, that's been a problem for you know forever. You know, people idolize mm-hmm. these these people based on what they do, not who they are. And that's just a false start to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, because because you don't know who they are. You know, the, look, John, John F. Kennedy, one of the most beloved presidents ever was a shitbag. Yeah, he just was one of the most beloved presidents ever. Yeah. And and not even talking about the politics of of him. It's like the things he did behind closed doors, like, you know, the infidelity and all of that. Yeah. 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 No, I totally. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead, Charles. I think I'm watching even the chat. And here's where I'm coming to. I was like, people fail to realize there's no such thing as full good or full evil. There just isn't bad assholes, shithead people, can make something you like 
It's something you mm-hmm. love. And as and, and there's probably a good part of them that comes through and and they're talking about Harry Potter specifically. There's probably something that comes through in that book that resonates with you. It has nothing to do with the fucking person who wrote it. The term is art is in the eyes of the beholder, right? It's in the interpretation that you bring to it. And that's where we get so fucked up in our societies is that, oh my God, they're saying this horrible thing, but that doesn't take away from what you took out of what they made. And what they made really has nothing to do with them or... No, yeah, that's where we're going to end it. It has nothing to do with them. It's what you bring to it. Now, Emily is right. I mean, she's saying in the chat room, you know, you can confront what kind of a shithead they are and you can challenge them on it and and whatnot and still absorb the good of the art and holding them a libel. I sure. have no issue. I, I agree no with, issue that. with that. Yeah, I have I, where I where I really tend to have more of an issue is where people say, uh, again, back with the Bill Cosby thing. Well, he's such a shithead that that now, now I'm not going to laugh at any of the stuff that I used to find funny bigger. I'm not going to listen right. to it. You can you can not listen to it if you don't want. I don't care. Do what you want. But if I if I find myself laughing at a Bill Cosby bit that was recorded years ago or whatever, or hell, if he produced something funny now and I find it funny, I am not going to feel guilty for laughing about that because it's because mm-hmm. good art is good art, at least it, good art as I perceive good art, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and so that's with the separating the art from the artist thing is a, is a big deal for me because there's been hundred again, hundreds of years of fantastic art done by shitty people. No, but it, it it all depends on your own personal point of view on that, Kurt. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to admit and that. There, there just... has to be some kind of content creator or co- comic or movie star or director that you can't – there has to be somebody that you can't separate the art from the artist from. There has to be, and I'll let you think about no, it. No, yeah, you know, no, because I can, I can actually um, – there's, there's one in particular that jumps out to me specifically – um, but I'm trying to think the problem is I didn't really care much for their movies anyway. <laughs> so I have a hard time with that one, but Roman Polanski mm-hmm. is a big one for me. Yeah. Um, now, have any of you actually met one of your heroes and it actually was on the good side of a, of, of a wonderful time? Because I, I have one. I, I actually have two. I have two instances where I've met a, a celebrity that I idolize, and it was incredible, and it was everything that I wanted it to be. Um, the first one, I met uh, the lead singer slash songwriter slash guitarist of the Olivia Tremor Control, which is one of my favorite bands. I met the lead singer-guitarist for that, Bill Doss, before a show. He came out, and we were waiting in the rain, and we smoked cigarettes together we smoked a little bit of weed and he brought us inside because me and my friend were sitting out in the rain for it and we just we hung out with the band and talked and had a wonderful experience before the concert happened and then we had the concert right and that will always stick in my mind and then also he passed away at a very young age so i'll never get to re you know experience that situation and it was great because you know i idolize his music i idolize the way that he took 60s rock but somehow brought it into the late 90s and still made it feel like it towed those two lines you know and that's the music i want to make and for him to meet me outside you know get me a little high and then bring me out of the rain and then have a good conversation with me was was 
fucking mind blowing to me. Yeah. But, but remember though, and, you had a good encounter. Well, uh-huh. well, yes, yes, but 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 then again, I'm also meeting my hero that I idolize, that I you know I I played and and style my songwriting off of him. You know, like mm-hmm. this this is me meeting Bowie. Oh, right? okay. This is me meeting Dylan. Sure. So you took sure. that part. But you're not going to idolize whatever else, the bad stuff. You're only going to, and I think making heroes and idolizations is bad. But what you're talking about is you took that style because it, it hit you so deep. But you will take that and you'll make it your own. And, and your issues will be your issues and your goodness will be your goodness. And that's, that's, I think that's the world as it turns. I think making an idol is just, that's where you start off on the wrong foot. Well, that kind of, that also touches on the other thing. Like simply because somebody did something bad doesn't invalidate all the good they've done either and and somebody can be awful and still have great accomplishments and and have done a lot have pushed something forward have even done things for other people whether we realized it or not you know it it's not it's not impossible for someone who is shitty to have benefited society somehow arguably that's actually the case i've seen people from a historical perspective make the argument that you know some of our greatest advances forward are because of some of the shittiest you know groups with power or individuals with power ever like they did awful things that then sparked you know advancement of humanity like uh, the roman empire Mm -hmm. for example they were constantly going out every warring season and like ah let's annex another little chunk of the countryside let's go tame these mm-hmm. heathen barbarians and bring them into the empire and you know assimilate them and then they also had indoor plumbing and aqueducts and roads and they also roads- thought fucking everything was okay you yeah. know that's you you're right paul i mean you you are yeah. absolutely right and, and that's and the thing it's yeah it's it's hard to you i guess you have to make a personal distinction i think for me like in particular with some of this stuff lately like sometimes you just get the method situation uh being a esports org and a, a prominent european wow rating guild they when the information came out that they had been harboring somebody that they knew had done bad stuff it destroyed their organization because nobody wanted to associate with them anymore. Like once that became public that they harbored it. And so that tore down their, their org. Uh, when I look at DC, it's like, I just, I don't know that I want to give DC any money right now until they clean house. That's fair. And that's, that's completely fair. That's but, capitalism. But, but right. what you might say is, but you know, that, that kingdom come series that they came out with 20 years ago, that stuff was shit fantastic. That was just amazing. Um, because it was. It was good. Uh, but if you, if, like, if, if this is coming to light now and you don't want to support the company, cool, great. That's kind well, of the point. Yeah, but that's only shit that's coming to light. You also have to think about shit that's not coming to light uh-huh. that you support, you know? And it makes you think, like, yeah, I, I'm willing to drop a company because this finally hit the light. But what don't I know about, right? Huh. Maybe well, moving away from community-based shopping and living into mega corporations and online shit is a bad move. Yeah. Hmm. But somebody brought up, I, I didn't what? say the exact reference, somebody brought up something of their grandfather, but that, that brought to mind. I remember when I was little, my grandfather said, uh, where's Darkie Street? I was like, 
What are you talking about? And he he was just being funny or whatever. But yeah, right. You have that grown. We all that, but we still love our grandparents or our great grandparents. And and we changed from we go. Whoa! I mean, my wife's grandfather. He was racist. I mean, we walk as an adult being married to her in the early two thousands. We walked to a Chinese restaurant and he said some. He said some things I'm not even going to repeat here. I'm like, I look here like, what the fuck? And she's like, See, that's my grandfather. And she's and embarrassed too, but they still love their family. And I'm going to disagree with you because I've had situations like that with aunts and uncles and cousins. And no. You don't love them? I, my, my view on them is completely different. Okay. Like, uh, I'm not I, saying I you have, set the behavior, but no, 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 but, 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 but I also had somebody that I'm related to from North Jersey and they lived in a beautiful house in a beautiful neighborhood. And I said, well, fuck, why, why are you moving? He's like, oh, you know, the, 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 the neighborhood we live in got a little bit too colorful for us. And I was like, yeah, I don't see you the way that I did. Yeah, I get that. I absolutely get it. I'm not arguing that. You don't just, but, and some people do. And there's that line to speak. And, and it goes back to Klaus saying, you don't, you don't spend your money where you don't want to spend it. Or uh, I think Carter, somebody said something about art gets ruined when you learn something about this person that's just too much for you. Some people will disown their family and say, no, you see the world that way. And I can't stand with that. But there are lines. My point was there's graduations and lines that you still love your family until there is a point. I mean, honestly, if some of my family said what you just said, Phil, about that we're moving because it got too colorful, I'm like, I don't need you around my kids or me for any reason. Well, and, and that's that's the insane thing, because, like, I grew up in a multiracial family. Yeah. And you're going to say that to me and my niece, who is mixed race right now? What the fuck is wrong with you, you goddamn ignorant piece of shit? Yeah. Yeah, good. Move into your white suburbia where literally you are shielded by the world around you because you have your head so far up your fucking ass. Oh, sorry. That, that, that's, <laughs> I, I got a little too real that. Let it out, baby. Come oh, on. Oh, God. There's so much shit Push up there that, that you should be used to being that close to brown things, you goddamn piece of shit. Oh, God. I hate my family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, there's that. You know, that that presents the other thing, too. Like, I, I recently had to get confront this uh, a little more than a week ago. Uh, my sister came into town for her birthday, and we went to see our parents, who we haven't, I haven't visited my parents in like two years because I had a huge falling out with my father over the current administration of the United States. And he supports it, and I don't. And I called him on Christmas to wish him a happy Christmas a couple of years ago. And he decided to chew me out about the fact that I didn't support the current president. And I, it, it put a schism in our relationship yeah, and we didn't really that. talk. So then, you know, this, this was the first time I had seen them in a year. Yeah, it was a year. Cause we went to dinner last summer and he wanted to talk politics. He wanted to talk about, you know, the protests, the, the BLM, all that kind of stuff. He's he now he's retired. He's stuck in the house during a pandemic with my stepmom and her mom, who's, you know, she's almost 90. And he's going crazy because he doesn't have anybody who can have he can have a conversation with. And so he's dying to have, as he put it in, in you know, an intelligent conversation about these issues that he's just getting bombarded with but like we are very diametrically opposed and i'm like i still love my father but like 
because uh, there's a distinction in that everything that he's saying is it's largely ignorance and it's not he's not hateful and so that was like i would be having a real crisis of faith with my father right now if i felt like his the words he was saying were actually hateful they're just ignorant he doesn't trust people that look differently than him he doesn't trust the motivations of liberals and uh and, you know just anything and it's like he his world has shrunk he's been retired he watches fox news he does all this stuff his world is a very small scope and I've grown up in the age of like, I've had to assimilate into this wider multicolored culture, but you know, multi-ethnic background, people of every walk of life, sexual orientation, religion, you name it. And I've realized that they're all just people. And so I don't see those labels as something that qualifies or disqualifies someone as someone I can associate with or trust or whatever i look for the content of their character wow i didn't really mean to circle around a quoting <laughs> dr king but it's if if i if he was spouting hateful stuff i would be i'd be crushed right now and i, I wouldn't know what to do because he's my father you know he raised me a mm -hmm. huge part of who i am is him like I there there's so many things that we both do there's so much of my personality the things that I love are because of him my love of sci-fi and fantasy and computer games are because of him my my love of the news and politics and all that kind of stuff of animals and history and science are because of him and he's he's kind of changed in his older years and increasingly moved away from caring about some of those things and it's it's just very it's jarring but i do think there's a distinction to be made now if he was like donning a hood and and burning some lowercase t's i i, I couldn't associate with him at all i wouldn't even be able to talk to him and, like and that yeah sorry and, go ahead charles well, no, and, that, and that's fair and, and to wrap this up i think when we come around to it what you talked about is he there's ignorance but you're talking i i'm not even gonna tell the whole long story but there's some stuff in my life that i felt my mom was full of hate it turns out it's fear and damage and mm -hmm. trauma and what was taught to her. And it was all because here's what you got to realize, especially when it comes to family is you wouldn't be who you are without that person. So if you don't hate, if you're not doing this then what else is going on? And I think that's how we can approach conversations about all of this. I mean, cancel culture is a bullshit thing. I'm just going to say it is It's a bullshit thing, but we have conversations when uh, I don't want to drag it in, but we have conversations and we figure out what's actually going on and then you choose where you stand and that's how societies work i mean that's how it should always work it's not always how it has worked but that's where we need to go it's almost like it's in our programming to take care of ourselves and fuck everybody else over i mean that's kind of how humans are sometimes but on that note, we have to hit the humble bundle and get out of here. What do we got going on there, Paul? Uh, we got, uh, got we're, <laughs> options are a little slim right now for something that's quite in the nerddom. So, have you ever wanted to learn Python programming? <laughs> <laughs> do I ever, Paul? What do you have for me? There's a current bundle that would allow you to learn how to program in Python. Uh, the top tier is $25. I don't know if this stuff is any good or not. Do your research, do your homework as always. Uh, but if you use our link, you help support the show. And I, you know, you can never go wrong with a dollar. So if you want to, if you just want to understand what the hell Python is, 
a dollar could get you a foot in the door. There you go. And actually, we got some geeks in here. Do Dorsey TV says that's what I do for a living. Og <laughs> Tripog says I already know Python. Nicole says she loves programming. So there, you hit you hit some of our audience, man. We go oh, get these it. lessons are bullshit. I already know all this. <laughs> the, thanks for quoting Kurt. Thanks for quoting. All right, uh, all right. You find all of our links for all the humble bundle stuff over at uh, giantsizeteamup.com forward slash breaking the panel anchor.fm slash breaking the panel and this is volume four we've did three other volumes tonight we got a great raid from two dorks tv you can find them at twitch.tv slash two dorks tv two the number two dorks tv and thank you guys for raiding us tonight we, we miss you and appreciate you doing that uh, you can find me over at twitch.tv slash imaginary oh, yeah. nomad. Where can we uh, find everybody? I, 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 I'm over at twitch.tv slash botch podcast every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. That's right. That's a new time where we're playing D&D in space. Uh, Nook's Tavern is an Animal Crossing podcast that I do every Thursday night with Kurt Booten over at twitch.tv slash Nook's Tavern or Took's Navern, depending on how, uh, how I'm feeling that night. And uh, if you refuse to wear a mask, just get COVID and die already so we can get done with the pandemic kerr we're gonna find you not politically thinking politically uh, thinking <laughs> it's a fucking pandemic you fucking ogre ass motherfucker it's not uh, a political issue you want to stay healthy or you don't die or fucking put a mask on so i can go to dragon Con i can't next move year, god damn it <laughs> you stupid motherfucker jesus christ kurt killing me I can be found on Twitter <laughs> at VO by Kurt uh, every Sunday evening with the Bromigos of the Stream Apocalypse over on right here, GSDU Media, where we're playing Sea of Thieves or whatever we decide to do that night. And Mondays and Thursdays, I'm over on FTH Beyond doing the stream and the podcast about Marvel Strike Force on Thursdays with Phil Nook's Tavern. And I've got another podcast called Storytime with Kurt, and we're in the middle of reading great expectations and if you fall asleep while listening to me read i have done my job paul you can find me on twitch and twitter at soapbox gstu you can find me with nicole on crash test pilots uh we just put out our third episode of mini season 2.5 where we are covering animated shows we saw bojack horseman and it was kind of kind of spicy it was a good one so we are going to round out our mini season with one more animated episode where we're going to watch avatar the last airbender and then we will launch into season three the really cool m night Shyamalan one yes his second best movie <laughs> next to signs um but also uh check that show out they did a wonderful mini series right now um futurama was your first one right paul yes yes and that, that that was a lot of fun uh because futurama is the greatest show that ever cr was created on just a little bit of math charles where can people find you getting yelled at everywhere apparently from sunday nights to now but charles mcfall.com you find uh where i got a podcasting or charles mcfall across all social media and you can come help me out i've been streaming all week uh, off and on on twitch.tv slash charles mcfall so I'd love to have you come hang out. And hopefully Friday, I'll be watching this one named Emily on her Twitch channel. So we'll be back next week. Now that I forgot to do all that, but we got it. Back next week. And uh, hopefully we'll have some happier, more loving companions on the show. If you want to get in touch with Breaking the Panel, you'll find Charles at Rock God of Pod. 
Phil is at Imaginary Nomad, Chris is at In All Things Wisdom, and Paul can be found at Soapbox GSTU. If you love the show and just want to support what we do, hit us up at patreon.com slash breaking the panel, and you'll help us make this thing each and every week. If you want to watch the show live each week, go to twitch.tv slash GSTU and follow us to know when we're recording. And if you're looking for more kick-ass shows like this one, go to gstu.net. <laughs>